Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Hello and welcome to Phoenix Business Radio, broadcasting live from the Max 6 Entrepreneurial Center right here in Tempe, Arizona, where we help build businesses and connect you with the right people. We're very excited and fortunate to have with us today Jorge Mendoza Yaskas, our Consul General to Mexico. Yes, well, thank you for the invitation. I'm very happy to be here and to be well to explain what council does in essence. I am excited to learn. I have no idea, <laughs> very, very little idea. So Jorge is in the studio with us today. For those of you who are watching live, that's evident. And then we're also fortunate enough to have Angel Palazuelos Ortiz on the screen with us. Welcome, Angel. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thrilled to have you. And I have your role as educational organizer. And I know you've been very busy with a lot of things on your plate, as both of you uh, have going on. So let's start with general introductions. Rather than me reading your bios, I always like for you to have an opportunity to introduce yourself. And then we'll get into the meat of the conversation to find out why this conversation is so important as it relates to Arizona and Mexico, uh, trade and education, all that good stuff. So Jorge, would you kick it off for us? Tell us a little bit about your your past and how you're showing up for us today. Well, th- thank you so much. My name, as you mentioned, is Jorge Mendoza Yescas, Consul General of Mexico in Phoenix. Uh, I am originally from Sonora, so not too far uh, from here. I am from the desert part of Sonora, northern Sonora. Caborca, Sonora is a town. I was born there. I have a degree in law, in Mexican law, and also master's degree in public administration in Sol Ross State University in Texas. I had a chance to study this uh, program when I was in the consulate of, of Mexico in El Paso. So then, I mean, a, a career member of the Foreign Service, Mexican Foreign Service. I was in Vancouver before coming to Phoenix, which I've been uh, for three years and a half so far. Very happy I was appointed by the president of Mexico to be the representative of, of the country of Mexico here in this area. Consulates work by districts. So the consular district that belongs to the Mexican consulate in Phoenix, it's seven counties, uh, Maricopa, and all central and northern Arizona. We have four other Mexican consulates in the rest of Arizona, in southern Arizona. They are smaller districts, uh, but very important consulates, like the one in Tucson, and one in, in Douglas, in El Paso. In, I mean, Douglas, and Nogales, and Yuma. So that's the consular post, a Mexican consular post in Arizona, uh, which that gives us an idea of how important is the relationship that Arizona has with Mexico. So thank you. Thank you for the invitation. It's 1 a.m. I, I appreciate the introduction. Great background. And uh, so three and a half years now here in yes. the greater Phoenix area in this role. Yes, in this role. So it's the first time I am uh, the head consul. When I, I was in Vancouver from 2015 to 2019, I was vice consul for uh, legal affairs and also uh, for documentation matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I was nominated first by the president of Mexico for this post as a consul general. And then I had to be approved by the Mexican Senate. Consul generals and ambassadors uh, have to be approved by the Senate, not just named by the president of Mexico. I think it's a similar uh, thing in, in here in the States when ambassador is being appointed by the president, but had to be approved by, by, by the Senate. It happens in Mexico as well. When, uh, as I said, when the nomination is for consul general, because there are other type of consuls. There's consul career consuls, which the one in Tucson is a career consul. In that situation, uh, that person has to be just named 
by the Minister of Foreign Affairs. But in the case of consul generals, the consulate general has a higher rank in, in the foreign service. Mm-hmm. How long before these career moves had you hoped to be in this position or did you or did you fall into it? Did you know this was the career path that you wanted? Oh, yes. When I was studying at the university in Sonora, I think having a law degree um, gives you a very broad perspective of several fields, fields, especially in social, social science, in political, in public administration. So the background of having a, a law degree in Mexican and in international law as well has given me that uh, kind of perspective. And, you know, international law for me uh, has been a very important field uh, of a study, uh, especially since it has to do with, you know, the relationships relationships among states as a countries. Mm-hmm. And the one that we have, the relationship that we have with the U.S. is the most important one that Mexico has. Very good. And Angel, I would love for you to introduce yourself as well. It's a fun connection here, and we'll talk more about that in just a few minutes. But if you'd first start uh, just telling us a little bit about yourself and what you're up to now. Yes, of course. So, like I said, uh, my name is Angel Palazuelos, and it's an honor to be, it's an honor to be here. Uh, I immigrated um, when I was only five years old. Uh, my mother sacrificed everything. She left everything behind to bring my brother and I to here Arizona to chase the American dream. And now I'm a junior at Barrett, the Honors College at Arizona State University, studying biomedical engineering and minoring in political science with a certificate in informatics. Currently, my dream is to go to law school. I was also part of um, Aliento's uh, campaign for uh, spreading awareness for in-state tuition for dreamers here in Arizona and a fellow for the 2022 2021 cohort, as well as their recent educational intern. And I am also a 2020 beneficiary of the IME Becas scholarship. Very impressive. Am I looking at a junior you? <laughs> Is this similar to uh, your the way the path that you've taken as well? Yes, kind yes, yeah. kind of. I love it. And Angel, from your perspective, why would the press secretary encourage you to come and join us while we're having a conversation with Jorge today? Yes, well, I think that hearing stories such as mine, which uh, tend to be very common here in Arizona, stories of dreamers who have to go through all, all these obstacles, all these barriers, be all the odds which are stacked against them to pursue higher education is very important because um, there are many, there are so many barriers for students like me to, to go on and pursue higher education. And I think it's really important that we spread awareness and help those students so that they can reach their goals and also become upstanding citizens in this, this society. Well said. What would you echo with that? Yes. Uh, well, a- Angel is uh, a one success uh, case that we have. You know, the consul- a consulate uh, has a lot of um, duties, not only represent the Mexican country, uh, well, Mexico as a country, in a certain geographical area, like in this case, the Mexican consulate in Phoenix represents Mexico and has two uh, foster, strengthen the relationship with all, all authorities based on that uh, particular district. Like, we have a very close relationship with the office of the, of the governor, with lawmakers, with the legislative uh, as well, with mayors. I have visited mm-hmm. uh, more than 20 mayors in, in our consular district. Uh, so we have uh, this in order to foster the political and, of course, the economic exchange. Uh, we have to 
had this uh, relationship uh, with business leaders, uh, business people. We had to promote the tourism attractions of Mexico. So we engaged very well with the with the with the authorities based in that district. So, but one aspect that is very important for consulates that makes makes them different than an embassy because embassy is the political representation of that particular country. We do the same, but in a smaller geographical area. But the aspect that distinguishes the consulate is the, the interaction, the engagement that we have to have with the, with, the, with the community, with the Mexican community living in that particular district. And so, and in this sense, uh, we uh, have like three axes, I will mention, like I will mention them like that, that we use to interact uh, with this community. Uh, not only the Mexican community, the Mexicans who were born in Mexico, but the, the Mexican, Mexican-Americans, which many of them have, have the old nationality. And we had to focus with the most vulnerable, with those who are migrants, those who may not speak English very well. We have to uh, find the ways to give them those tools in, in order for them to develop and pro progress in that particular society. So that's why we engage very well. We had to engage very deep with that community. So in, in three aspects, in documentation matters, they may need passport, they may need the consular ID in order to do other things uh, here in Arizona in this case. Uh, but also in legal affairs matter, we provide with orientation and, and consular assistance. But also there's a third aspect, which is very important, is the community outreach. The community uh, resources that we have to find in order to provide, pro provide them uh, to the community. You know? So it's, in this sense, we have like three community windows, like the health window services. There's a lot of people who are struggling, uh, especially the migrant community, to find a health well orientation in that sense, how to navigate in the health system, which is kind of difficult, how to obtain services in some in some way. Uh, so that's the health window. The, we have the, the financial window, people who is here and have difficulties in order to navigate in the financial system, which it's different than the Mexican one, you know, so that the Mexican context. So we have the resources in order to help them to navigate in that system. But also we have another window, the educational orientation window. So through this window, uh, we provide elements and we provide uh, resources in alliance with other organizations to uh, uh, Mexican uh, people, Mexican students, uh, who want to find ways to obtain a degree or to advance their education in many ways. Because mm, for, for many of them, it uh, could be a, a, different, a, a difficult, um, difficult task. In this particular aspect of the community outreach that we have, the IME becas is the one that, that uh, Angel is referring to. Uh, so we have this program in which we make the procurement of funds uh, in order to prov uh, to uh, provide with scholarships, mm -hmm. which is in Spanish is becas, IME becas, especially for those those students who uh, may be undocumented or maybe dreamers and they have difficult difficulty in order to find the financial means to continue continue their their, their programs at the at the university or college level. So an angel is one of the beneficiaries in the past that uh, had access to this. Well, he applied 
and he uh, obtained this scholarship. And it's what we are doing uh, actually now in these months, procure, procure, make the procurement of, of funds to, uh, to uh, give scholarships uh, for these students. Um, the consulates, they, we, can, we cannot raise the funds directly. We have to sign MOUs, memorandum, memorandums of understanding with different organizations, nonprofit organizations. So they are the ones who, which receive the funds for, from donors directly, and they are the ones, those organizations, which apply the funds directly to the beneficiaries. Because we as a diplomatic entity, we don't, we don't have and we don't want to get in kind of enrolled with IRS things and all that stuff. And actually, we, we are very transparent with, with the funds that are obtained. And we, but what we do is events, events uh, in which we make the procurement of these funds and with organizations that are the ones that obtain that funds. Uh, and then one event that we, we have in order to do this is the, the golf tournament. So since we have several donors that are participating in golf and they uh, participate and then they gave the, don the donation and then that helped us in order to continue with this program that Angel was referring to. Wonderful. So it uh, sounds like the, the role of the consulate in this situation is as I was going to use the word guardian, but I don't think that's accurate. More of a conduit and a champion yes. for these connections, these students as well as these donors. And who are these large enterprises? Are they private donors? Um, and, and how can the business community in the greater Phoenix area help support what these students Ye are doing? Yes. Uh, anyone who, who wants to uh, give uh, a donation can participate. We have the participation of several, let's say, law offices, several uh, small businesses, several uh, non-profit organizations uh, that has helped. You know, th this tournament is being organized just twice. This time is going to be the second time. It's not common that a council organize a golf right. tournament. You know, it's the first time. Uh, but welcome to Arizona. We would expect that here in Arizona. Yes. Well, there was That's a, how we do business. Yeah. That was a smart a smart way to, to attract these funds. Having a big event will make us save time because we used to have small events and and kind of raise some funds, but what is not enough. But having one one or two uh, big large events make uh, gave us a chance to not, you know, not just work so hard on one or two goals and that's it. And then what's happening now is the golf tournament is growing, growing, growing. And what what we expect uh, is when when uh, when I leave uh, this office that that tournament is very well established in, 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 in Arizona and our, we hope that is very well done in the business committee in the near future. So that this second year, we are overpassing the, the, the funds that we procured last year. And I think it's a good, uh, it's a good, um, it's not an experiment, but it's a good initiative yes. that is getting, getting bigger and bigger. And, what we want is to have and in the near future uh, more funds to benefit more and more students. Excellent. Angel, how did you find out about the funding when you were looking at uh, entering college? Yeah, so when navigating the college process, uh, something that I really struggled with was finding the funds to go to college. Everyone said that going to a university like ASU is just simply not possible for students like me. But 
they're checking out different types of resources, um, like different pages and like organizations such as Aliento, which offer uh, resources for dreamers like me. They actually directed me to uh, the Mexican consulate's uh, IME becas. And um, after applying to that scholarship, um, I was really excited and happy to hear back that I was accepted because, well, now as a junior uh, ASU studying what I'm studying, like I don't see myself doing anything differently. I don't see myself not staying late at the library, studying for biomedical engineering exams or studying for my LSAT. Like I feel like that, like I'm so thankful because because of opportunities like this, I get to be doing what I'm doing now. And what would you tell students who are coming up through the system? How would, what would you encourage them to be aware of? And, and how, what advice would you have for younger versions of you? Personally, I would say to stay optimistic, to keep looking for opportunities. It's really easy to get discouraged, but to not allow that to happen because there's always going to be one organization, one, one resource that will help out so that you can continue on uh, pursuing your dream, whatever it may be. Well said, don't you think? Yeah, no, I, I think it's it's what we want to do. Be uh, offer one one more option, uh, especially to those who are in the case of Angel that he he was a dreamer, and at some point, especially when in Arizona years ago, the political context was difficult for for dreamers and for you know young people who were brought undocumented to Arizona, but they didn't take that decision. And we think that those people need more help. And we want to have, to create that option, that one more option, because what we know, as Angel's, Angel implied, there are more options. But we want that option that the council that offers to these uh, young people. It's enough or it's bigger enough to uh, attract well, those that are most, the most in need, you know? Yes. And, and neither of you have said this directly, but I can't help but think, you've alluded to it, Jorge, community is everything. When we're, when we're a dreamer and we have hope, sometimes if we're not in the right circles or the right community, we may not be able to speak to what our passion and purpose is. And fortunately, Angel, your mom was a huge support of yours, and it sounds like you had a great community. It also sounds like everything that you're doing here in the greater Phoenix area is to to continue to build community and let people know that you're here to support many different avenues of business as well as education and community. Yes, and what, what we want in the consulate is the consulate is very clear in that is that we want the Mexican community to integrate in, in the yes. Arizona context in, in, in the best possible way. We want them to be part of Arizona. We want them to the 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 the, the contributions that they make. I mean, if we prepare them and we give them education and we give them the tools, their contributions to the state will be greater. Yep. So, and if they are here in whatever way, they have to act in consequence. They have to integrate. Uh, they have to understand how the financial system works, how the health system works, how the education system works. And they have to prepare themselves also to navigate and be successful because because they are living here they are part of this society and they have to act in the best possible way and it's not a it's not a quick thing sometimes right it could be take take a long time both for the health and the financial awareness 
and success. And so it's something that they have to stay diligent at and consistent with. And it would be great to have, of course, the support and, and the, the education along the way. Yes. And, and, you know, when being a migrant, where's the first point of contact when they are here? And they, you know, there's people who's been here for years and they haven't kind of start kind of uh chase their dreams you know they are being working and they have a dream like in in that will make will make me pass maybe to the next topic uh, that's why we create the entrepreneurship program for mexican women i was just gonna go there i'm so <laughs> glad you said that so it's uh, we, we have fine uh, women who have this idea for years of creating their own business but being living you know in this urban context in their apartments their homes but feeling so isolated without knowing which doors to knock in order to obtain support. Or even if, or maybe they knocked three, four, five doors and all of them were closed. What this program uh, makes is that it is not like those five doors will be open automatically. No, they will learn that there are more than five doors. There are 100 doors or 200 doors and maybe 20 will be open. That's what, I mean, in essence, is what yes. this program makes. Beautiful. I'd love to highlight Imelda Hartley, who is the CEO of Imelda's Happy Tamales. We are hoping that she might be here with us today. Okay. I think, is that her right behind you? Daryl? <laughs> um, Daryl, our producer, might bring her in um, if she has. Oh, there she is. Hello. I hope that your connection is okay. Imelda, I was just going to brag on you. I'm glad you're with us. You're enjoying our, are you enjoying our sunny day? Yes, I am. I would love, instead of me telling your story, would you share a little bit about who you are, uh, how you're showing up in the world with your wonderful business? And then I would love to make have you make the connection again back to uh, Jorge and his team as well so that we can highlight the connection, the importance of that. Well, thank you so much. Well, my name is Imelda Harley. I'm a community leader, and then I sell hope through my tamales. Oh, I love it. Uh, for victims of domestic violence. So we don't sell tamales, we sell hope. And I think I was just not making a lot of money, but after I took this entrepreneurship program and then Mexican consulate started highlighting my business, it just really went from like level one to level three oh. in just an, an amazing way, an amazing way. Mexican consulate wants to empower us with a lot of resources. So one of those resources that I received was a link to apply for um, PESO, the NFL, and I applied and got accepted, and it was just an, uh, an amazing and incredible experience. And because of that, and because I was in the news everywhere, I got a contract to sell thousands of tamales, produce thousands of tamales to Señor Pollo in Utah, Arizona, and wow. we have another one in Kentucky. So that's what this program really is doing for us. Did you just say Kentucky? <laughs> that's fascinating. Yes. I love it. Uh, and I had asked Angel the same question. How did you come to know about these opportunities or, or did they seek you out? I'm curious about the backstory. I know you've worked long and hard to be successful. And sometimes when we, um, we finally hear about a business like Imelda's Happy Tamales, we think it happens overnight. But all of us sitting in the room and the two of you on the screen know that that's not the case. How did you come to find out about these opportunities, Imelda? Actually, through the community member, I receive a link and say, hey, look at what is happening, what the Mexican consulate is offering. And like, oh, wow, I apply and I got accepted into the program. 
And I think it's been by word of mouth, social media, and that's how it's just been spreading. And there's a lot more uh, to do, and there's more uh, Mexicans that need to take this entrepreneurship program. But I want to tell you, this is one of the best entrepreneurship programs that I have ever taken since 2010. Wonderful. And you are, are you at the state capitol today? What, what, you're out and about, but what you've got something important yes, to there's today. A, there's a press conference going on and I was invited to be part of that. So, yes. so good. Well, we appreciate you making time for us. If you have to bug off, uh, that's fine. Otherwise, we'll bring you back into the conversation if we can. Thank you for sharing your story. Uh, yeah, so, thank you for the invitation. Absolutely. Amelda made the point that we were saying earlier that community is important. So for our listeners and our viewers who um, are a champion for somebody in your life, you know, older, old or young doesn't matter. When you share some information, you never know whose lives you're going to impact and how you can be impactful. So I know that Angel is, is an advocate of not only being successful and, and uh, really putting forth the effort so that we all can be proud of what you're doing. But also I hear in your heart that you're someone who's looking forward to giving back and, and paying it forward to other people as well. When you're finished with school, Angel, what, what do you see yourself doing? Can you kind of give us the five-year overview if you've got one? Yes. Currently, I'm still a dreamer, so I'm like having a little trouble navigate how what I'm going to do after graduation. But one thing that I do consider that I plan on doing is continuing on school for as long as possible. So I'm planning on getting my master's in um, biomedical engineering and then going on to law school, uh, possibly doing a, a dual degree program, getting another master's and with my JD uh, law degree and then going on to be an immigration attorney. I love it. I just, you can't see Daryl. He's our producer, but his eyes just went like this, super impressed by, by who you are and how you're showing up in the world. I love it. So let's talk a little bit more about Swing for Mexico 2023 and how can, again, business uh, businesses get involved and, and the dates for that? Yes, this is the tournament I was referring yes. to previously. And what we try is to have uh, to obtain the funds through two organizations to impose these two programs. The uh, IME Becas, the IME Becas, well, I have to explain first was IME, IME is Instituto de los Mexicanos en el Exterior, which is uh, Institutes of Mexicans Abroad, which is in Mexico City. And, and they are the ones who design and, uh, and design the policies to empower Mexican people uh, abroad. And then they uh, send us all the the lines to act for to uh, to all the consuls in, in in the U.S. and in Canada, especially. No, well, so that's a program that comes from from Mexico, and, and then we organize this tournament with the help of several allies to uh, obtain funds for the Imebecas, but also for the entrepreneurship program for Mexican women. This program, the entrepreneurship program, uh, was designed by us by the Council of Mexico. In, in, in Phoenix, in alliance first with the with the with the Thunderbird School of Global Management, Wonderful. they provide the, the platform that is called Dream Builder, but that was the platform. But taking advantage of the strategic position of the council in Arizona, which uh, has uh, the means to to any actor, any any stakeholder, uh, or, or institution, organization, or individual, or leaders, business leaders, political leaders is how we design a, a, a whole program to prepare more these uh, candidates, well, the students, the women who are participants of the, of the program in the several aspects of, of a business. Mm. This is marketing, finance, 
social networks, political empowerment, which is empowerment, which is important. So, and then we create a whole whole program uh, having you know this platform with Thunderbird School of, of Global Management, but also with the help of the Hispanic business, the Arizona Hispanic Business of Chamber. And then that has several stages. We have a pitch competition. We have a mentorship program. We have uh, several aspects. And then, but we realized that we needed funds. That's why the funds that we obtained with the golf tournament, half of them are going to the women, to this program. So the alliances that we have, the nonprofit organizations that uh, obtain the funds directly that are that are raised in, in this tournament, uh, for the becas, for the scholarship, is through the Arizona Community Foundations. They have a specific option that provides with, uh, well, that offers this, this scholarship opportunity. So, and with the entrepreneurship program, the alliance that we have is with the Compass organization, where they have a, a lot of experience and background in the in the creation of business and in, in, in giving the proper tools to individuals to create their own business. Is they are the ones who raise who raise the funds directly, and the ones who apply the funds. What we do with those funds with the funds? Well, we bring experts in business. We organize conferences with uh, academics. Uh, we also provide with uh, with seed funds to those who are the most uh, advanced in the program uh, in order to. For, well, for them to invest in their in their in their business in any aspect. So it's what we do with the funds in 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 the, particularly with the entrepreneurship program. So the golf tournaments is is well th this year it will be in just Thursday next Thursday twenty seventh. Mm -hmm. uh, it will it will take place at the GC uh, GC University GCU uh, Grand Canyon University uh, in the field the golf the golf uh, course that they have. Uh, that's another alliance that we have with ECU. They we sign a MOU in order that well, for them to establish like a business center. So any candidate, any any participant of the program or any graduate can take advantage of this center and go there and use and use use it. So uh, and then uh, for the tournament, this is the second year that we are they're helping us and organize it and they're providing uh, the course uh, to, for to be used. Actually, with with a lot of uh, facilities, with a lot of you know, and and they're offering a lot of resources. So this is a very very good alliance that we have. So it's so what we do. We take advantage of this, in essence, this position that has the consulate and network mm -hmm. uh, to create things and help. Uh, well, in this case, uh, women. I, I love it. I, I, I'm glad you mentioned GCU. You also mentioned the uh, Hispanic Chamber. I don't want to put you on the spot because I know we hadn't talked about doing this, but uh, I'm curious of other alliances that are important to you. Do you have have some ideas offhand who those might be? Chicanos por la causa. Chicanos por la causa. They help us with with conferences, by instance. Very good. Uh, they participate in in with sending us um, instructors for mm -hmm. specific. Very good. Yeah, we have a really good relationship with the with the person who's in charge of the women's center, uh, which La Laura Laura Padilla, mm -hmm. which I. I say hi to her, to her now. <laughs> yes, good. Anything that I hadn't thought to ask from either of you, Angel or Jorge, that would be really important for our listeners and viewers, 
most of which, of course, are business owners or executive leaders. What I'm hearing is get involved, <laughs> find out how we can be supportive and helpful. So I hope I didn't steal your thunder by answering that portion of the question. Angel, any other thing that you would like to share with our listeners and our viewers that you think would be important for them to take away today? I think one thing I'd like to highlight is something that Jorge has said with um, hi, uh, helping um, and really like understanding the stories of the uh, communities and people that are most in need. I feel like that's very important in attending these events where you get to really like put a uh, face to the issue and understand why these people are here and um, how we can help them so that we in turn could also pay it forward by uh, giving more resources to younger generations. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> Thank you to Angel again for being here. Stick with us for another couple of minutes. Jorge, how would you end this up for us? Yes, well, inviting the, the business community to participate in the tournament, there is still chance. We have some like three, four foursomes to be uh, sell uh -huh. or assigned. Uh, but also we have, we will have several uh, raffles, is, is how you call mm -hmm. it, uh, raffles. Uh, we, because we, there's a lot of personalities that have provided us with, let's say, we have baseball players and, 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 and MLB players Very or fun. NFL players, also NBA players who have provided us with, like, with shirts, with their signature, we want to kind of sell tickets to, you know, very, very cheap tickets, but they want to help us to raise more funds. We will have also a trip to Puerto Vallarta. That's going to be, uh, and, you know, I mean, people can can buy tickets. If they don't go and they don't can, they can uh, participate in the tournament, they can buy those tickets in order to win like this Puerto Vallarta uh, trip with all expenses, you know, it's going to be for free, uh, three three days uh, completely. Uh, you know, we have several um, several uh, prizes to be, well, in, in kind of raffle, you know, and then people, any, 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 any individual can buy those tickets in order to participate and then contribute to this cause. I love it. It sounds like a fun, a fun day in addition to a great way to get involved. We'll have tasting of, of Mexican spirits like mezcal, like bacanora, like tequila. Now I'm in. Uh, and, no. <laughs> and, and also Mexican food. Yes. We'll have a special place oh. for that. So it's, we also want to promote small business, yes. which are owned by, by Mexican people or, or that sell Mexican, uh, Mexican uh, food or cuisine or spirits. Yeah. Excellent. And it's only the second year. So just imagine you're already surpassing, right, your goal that you had yes. last year. You're already there. And then we'll continue to do this each year. And I love that you shared for you personally and professionally, this is one of those things that you want to leave as a legacy as, you know, what, whatever comes next for you. But it sounds like you're here for a while. I, I, I hope so. We we feel uh, really at home. I'm from Sonora. I'm from the desert, actually. And I was in Tucson and uh, working for the consulate there for nine years. I feel at home. Excellent. What is the greatest joy that you have in serving the way that you do? You know, when you lay your head on the pillow at night, what do you think to yourself when it's been a good day? Every day. Every day. I, I, I try to open the doors of the consulate every morning and receive all the people who's in line just to apply for the passport. Because a passport or consular ID, which is a valid identification now in Arizona, that's another story. That's the first thing that they need in order to begin to open themselves spaces, to start to navigate like the financial system, the consular ID, they need something. So we, that's very important. That's a basic thing. And since we are in the morning receiving these people and helping them, that's, you know, that's what makes me, you know, feel better or happy. And an excellent reminder every single day about <clears throat> 
what they can achieve with that very first step, one of those first steps. Thank you again for spending time Thank with us so today. Thank you so much for your time. I've, I'm coming away with so much more knowledge and uh, great enthusiasm for seeing how we can support here at Phoenix Business Radio X. Angel, again, thank you for taking time out for us today. Look forward to following your story and your success and hope we'll get to see you back in here as an attorney or a biomedical engineer at some point. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. And maybe, maybe both. I'm hoping. Hopefully both. I'm hoping so. You've been listening to Phoenix Business Radio, broadcasting live from the Max 6 Entrepreneurial Center right here in Tempe, Arizona. Some media leans left, some lean right. And we lean Mexico. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.